1: On your radio and in the game, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Ah! Thursday afternoon,
3: Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for joining us. You want to be a part of the conversation? Please, by all means, join us on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. Get ready for faster phones. C Spire is rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion-dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more at cspire.com. Alongside Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. It is good to be with you this afternoon. We are coming to you live from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, home of the Golden Moon Casino. For more, visit pearlriverresort.com. Borky, you've got your numbers all squared away, right? Yeah, here we go. It's 9, 14,
4: 15, 16, 18. There you go. And the NFL season but you're, is... But
3: you're le- you, keep leaving seven t- you, you, you keep leaving that Sunday afternoon. Yeah, because it's one
4: game, you. and I'll be more focused on World Cup qualifier that day anyway. you got to leave a little
3: space. That really messes the Powerball thing up. By the way, the Powerball numbers did not hit last night in the form of 10, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, unfortunately. That's the bad news. The good news is... Powerball jackpot grows again. It's up to two hundred ninety million dollars, with a cash value of two hundred nine million two hundred thousand dollars. If you're trying to figure out what that would mean to you in the state of Mississippi, you can multiply that number times .58 After all the taxes come out of it, and uh, you are still wealthy beyond your imagination.
5: Just in case but you not, want
3: to do the math at home, I'm doing it, but free. not
5: beyond Richard's imagination. That's that's one
3: hundred twenty nine
5: million, give or take.
3: Yeah. It's It's a good day at the office with cross
5: money.
4: Hey, 21 days, too. We can add another number on there if you'd like. So 21, it's uh, Cowboys-Bucks on that Thursday night, three weeks to the day. Put it on the list. So 9, 14, 15, 16, 17,
3: 18, 21. Speaking of the Bucks, Titans and Bucks doing the uh, joint practice. Tempers flared on day two. And in Tampa, it was hot and humid. Five altercations that had to be broken up despite both Bucks coach Bruce Arians and Titans coach Mike Vrabel expressing zero tolerance for fighting before the practice began. Devin White, former LSU linebacker, now linebacker with the Bucks, says quote, a lot of grown men competing with emotion. Things happen. Just got to protect your brothers. Jamel Dean from the Bucks also said it's hot. It's intense. And we're competitors. Yesterday, I feel like we didn't play to our standards. So there was a big emphasis on coming out there today. Uh, Chris Godwin said, the intensity was much higher today. I feel like it always is on the second day of joint practices in the heat like this. Tempers did kind of get going. And guys were just competitive. Mike Vrabel didn't like it. He said it sucked. From what I saw, we didn't do very well offensively. I don't think we competed like we did yesterday. Probably a lot of reasons, but just not good enough. Clearly, they were better today. We'll see how we respond and take to coaching and play on Saturday. Using We're all here
4: for it, right? Oh, yeah, but using the phrase zero tolerance. I, I was just about to go here. When you have Antonio Brown on your team, and he's one of the guys that got in the fight,
5: I don't want to hear it. Well, I mean, there's zero tolerance. So how many guys got cut today? If there was zero tolerance, should should Devin White have been cut because he got involved in the altercation? There's, no, there's not zero tolerance. There's just, please
3: don't do it. Yeah. Bruce Arians, the fighting? I didn't see any fighting. A lot of pushing and shoving. I didn't see any fists, though. Thanks, Bruce. There we go.
4: That's, that's what I'm talking about. There's a still image of Antonio Brown connecting with a punch on a helmetless Titans player. So...
3: I, um, that's that, Titans veteran. That, anybody offensive. get whipped with a towel? How about this from uh Roger Saffold, veteran offensive lineman, a guard on the Titans? I'm too old, man. I look at it and say maybe I'll get in there, but nah, it's 50 yards away, <laughs> so I just chilled and rested. I mean, it's part of the sport, <laughs> they came out today on fire. We had a really good practice yesterday. That's what you want to see. People compete. It's hot. There's a lot of pushing. But as long as there are no punches thrown, we're good. Maybe I'll get in there, but nah. Yeah. Nah, it's hey, 50 stop. yards away. Let the young bucks duke it out. That's beautiful. <laughs> be
4: that, you know, is, that is the you know, most a... veteran offensive guard quote you could imagine right there. If yeah. you have just read the quote and said, what position does he play, guard would have been the fir- first answer. Many years in the league, and he's a guard.
3: Yeah, yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. What's up, guys? Thursday, close to the start of college football season, but not quite there yet. little over a week. We gave you the countdown. So nine days until the week zero Saturday. Fourteen games under that first Thursday night. And then there's a game on Friday. Our game's on Friday night. A bunch of games on Saturday. One on Sunday. And one on Monday night, the 18th. I've been thinking about something.
4: And the hope is that this turns into a long conversation because I think it's one that people ask in many different ways throughout the year. And we've got time today, which is good. I saw an article from CBS earlier, and it was chaos teams. You know, Mm -hmm. teams that aren't good enough to be contenders, but are good enough to sneak up and beat somebody one Saturday that they're not supposed to beat or they're unexpected to beat. There were teams like Georgia Tech, which I, I love that pick actually. I think they'll be better and they'll sneak up and beat somebody they're not supposed to. Florida State was on there. Team that's not ready to compete, but you know, you look up one Saturday and they beat Clemson and you know that would be surprising, but it's Florida State. They've got dudes. And Ole Miss was on there. A team that, you know, not expected to be a contender for anything of significant value. But would you be surprised if they rolled into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama with the way they performed against that team last year offensively? Yeah, but no at the same time, right? Like, yeah, oh, wow, Alabama got upset. But also, you know.
3: Yeah, surprised, yes, but like knock me off
5: my chair, shocked. Eh, probably not. Yeah, something like that. I, I look at it more from the other side. It's like teams don't want to play those teams. Yeah, It's not so much what Ole Miss is. It's that everybody who's like, oh, gosh, it's Ole Miss. All right, let's get ready to score some points. They're
4: going to have to. so yeah. And that's good, right? It's, it's cool to see a team from Mississippi make that list of teams that could blow up college football. Like Ole Miss being on this list of a team that could blow up college football is cool, right? Because that means that, hey, there may be a big-time upset coming where Texas A&M is undefeated and they roll into Oxford and get beat by Ole Miss. That would be cool for content purposes, all kinds of stuff. That'd be great. But seemingly, that's all they are. And really, that's all Mississippi State has been as well lately. Is Aside from 2014, and, and we know how that ended, it's been a team that at times you don't want to play. They can beat you. They got some dudes. But they're not competing for anything. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, this year, everybody thinks that it's a team with a fringe Heisman contender quarterback. Saw a thing that Lane Kiffin himself actually tweeted yesterday from Daniel Jeremiah comparing Matt Corral to Zach Wilson. That he expects Matt Corral to have a Zach Wilson type ascension up draft boards. All that's great. But, that's all they are. Great quarterback play, fun offense, not competing for anything. So what is it going to take for Ole Miss and Mississippi State to go from... Team that could sneak up and beat you, has some dudes, occasional good year now and then, to a team like LSU that, for whatever reason, God knows why, they get slapped into the top 15 and are expected to be a contender every year. And I don't think the answer is they can never do it. So, what is it? What will it take to get our schools here to go from Yeah, they could sneak up and beat you. You don't want to play them, but they're not a contender. To respected, annually ranked in the top 20, like Iowa, for example. What will it take to get us in this state to the point where the two teams here are nationally respected on an annual basis to do more than sneak up and beat somebody one Saturday and otherwise be unremarkable?
5: Years of winning years of nine10 win seasons but how do you do that is the point yeah well that's a great question if I knew the answer to that to quote Rick Ray I would know I would make a lot more money but that's where it is though I mean look at Mississippi state state is is a perennially underrated team by the SEC media media days every I think they're they've shown that and you know state had sort of gotten to the point where they were getting a little respect 18 they were they were predicted pretty highly right but then they go eight and five and six and seven and now you're you're back to being picked last in, in the West, you know, it, it's that precarious. They they don't get the benefit of the doubt. LSU has a four and eight season. The next year, people will still say, ah, they'll be second in the West. State has a four and eight season. Never picked them higher than seventh ever again in my life is how people do that. And same with same same with Ole Miss. You know, they 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 just don't have that that respect
3: of they can shake off a bad season the way the other programs do. See, I think you're asking an interesting question, but I think there's another way to look at this. Are they where you're talking about? Of course not. But I think it's about being on the ascent, and that's why this whole being labeled a chaos team may be a good thing for Ole Miss. We'll talk more about this when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon. They're at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call 601-605-4443. Looking good for the drive home. No wrecks or breakdowns, no major problems, just some after-school traffic. keep your speeds down through school zones. Please buckle up, drive safe, have a great evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call them at 601-353-5217.
9: This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Callaway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the south, period. We offer bulk soils. For the do-it-yourself project. Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. From a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway south of Germantown High. Callaway's is... Callaway's is... Everything for home and garden. That's
10: what Callaway's is.
1: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
10: Oh my God. What is going on here?
1: Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Oh, it's
12: about time.
1: Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: You said he wanted a long discussion. I think you're going to get it. Ceasefire text line is open to you. 601-879-4395. Good to be with you this afternoon. So the question on the table. Borky, you want to phrase the question one more time? Yeah, to make it shorter than last one. Uh, Ole Miss was
4: listed in CBS as a chaos team. A team that is not a contender, but could disrupt other contenders' in college football, namely Alabama and uh, Texas A&M. My question is, how can both programs in the state, to to loop Mississippi State in as well, go from what is labeled a chaos team, or a thorn in the side, or somebody that can sneak up and beat you, but not a true contender, into that window of uh, a top 15, 20 team annually that is feared by everybody every week not just because you're a chaos team, but because you're just a good, solid
3: football program that's a contender. All right, I think you're onto to something right there with the way you phrased that. Not what can get them into the conversation for being a playoff team every year. Because that's probably, as we've talked about in the past, it's probably unrealistic to expect that. Until unre- expansion, realistic. anyway. Yeah, until you get to the 12-team playoff. Even then, I don't think expecting Ole Miss or Mississippi State to be part of the 12-team playoff on an annual basis is realistic. I do think that expecting them to be knocking on the door to be one of the 12 teams that's selected when you've got six at large spots plus a conference champion once or twice a decade is not insane. So I, I, I think, Borky, when you phrase it of being perennially a preseason top 15 to 20 program with a roster that backs that preseason ranking up. You used LSU as an example a second. Why does everybody just assume that LSU, who goes 5-5 <laughs> five and five last year, and it took a couple of dramatic wins at the end to get to that point, Why does everybody just assume that they're a top 15 team, a top 10 team this year? Well, it's because that roster is loaded with talent. I think maybe like Wisconsin or Iowa would be better examples
4: because they don't recruit top five classes every year, and yet they're always ranked and generally really solid football teams and respected. But
5: but they don't play in the SEC. That's true. That is true. So I'll give you four things. Auburn is the team I'm thinking of here. Auburn is a team that every year, no matter what, everybody thinks they're going to be good. They recruited a top ten level annually. I mean, is it top ten, top fifteen? Well, then this—that's the first answer. You got to up the recruiting. Well, up in the recruiting wins more games, winning more games gets you more respect.
3: All right, I think there are four things that can get Ole Miss or Mississippi State, for that matter. I don't think they're identical. Four things, but here are four things in particular for Ole Miss that get them to the level that you're talking about where they are a preseason top 15 to top 20 program because of what the roster is on a year in year out basis. Number one, continuity with the right head coach. So let's start there. When you look at Ole Miss over the last good grief since Billy Brewer was fired after the 1993 season. One year with Jolie Dunn. Four years with Tommy Tuberville. Six years with David Cutcliffe. Three years with Ed Ogeron. Four years with Houston Nutt. Five years with Hugh Freeze. Two years with Matt Luke. I'm sorry, three. One year was an interim. And now you got Lane Kiffin going into his second year. In terms of all of those coaches... When did they have the right head coach? David Cutcliffe was right for the time. Yeah, that's fair. You can argue that for sure. Houston, not not so much. Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville was absolutely right, but he was a guy who was looking for the next stop, and compensation in college football and the SEC was not at a level that it is at now where, or I'm sorry, revenues in the SEC were not at a place now where Ole Miss could compete. I don't know that even if Ole Miss could have written a check big enough to match whatever Auburn was doing at the time, Tommy Tuberville would have stayed put because he was looking to climb the ladder as fast as he could possibly climb it. But yes, Tommy Tuberville was that guy. Ed Ogeron clearly was not. Houston Nutt was not. Hugh Freeze was. Hugh Freeze was. And then everything else happened. And that derailed that. Matt Luke clearly was not. Lane Kiffin is. And so the question is, can you manage to keep Lane Kiffin for an extended period of time? And I'm not talking three or four or five years. I'm talking about can you keep Lane Kiffin in Oxford for eight years? An extended period of continuity where you've got the same head coach, yes, your staff is going to turn over, especially if you have success. But Lane Kiffin is a guy that if you can keep him and you're going to have to pay him and you're going to have to continue to give him raises and incentives and whatnot, you're probably going to have to have some luck as well, and he's going to have to be comfortable. But he's the right guy. Number two, got to have year-by-year success. So think about Hugh Freeze. It was year-by-year success and growth. Year one for Hugh Freeze, six and six in the regular season with a win in the Birmingham Bowl. Year two. 8-4 8 and 4 in the regular season. With a, I'm sorry, 7 and 5 in the regular season with a win in the Music City Bowl. Year 3. 8 and 4, 9 and 3 in the regular season. So took another step forward, lost in the Peach Bowl, and then they go 9 and 3 in the regular season the following year and win the Sugar Bowl. But then it fell off. After a remarkable start to 2016 or what could have been a remarkable start to 16 against Florida State and against Alabama early, two games that got away. He was involved in other things. His head was not squarely on football. He lost the locker room. He lost the team. And he eventually lost his job. And there's almost, and lost his way in recruiting also, too busy chasing stars on the offensive side of the ball to recruit a balanced roster. You you can point to the things that went wrong. And if he had had to coach that team the following year that Matt Luke coached and somehow got them to 6-6 six and six, but not eligible for the postseason, that team would not have gone 6-6 six and six under Hugh Freeze. That's you say a, this, they played hard for Matt Luke in that interim
4: season. They did. It, it just wasn't being steered by an experienced captain, if you will. that's When we bring up the Liberty game, when that gets brought up somehow, and we get the texts and all that stuff, people, oh, I can't wait to see him on the field again, and I wish he was our coach again. It's a shame that that season in that team wasn't coached by him because none of those people would have that opinion if he just got to see it through. None of those
3: people. Number three on my list of things. So Number one, continuity with the right head coach, Number two, year-by-year year, growth and success. And I'm not saying you got to get to a point where you're winning 9 or 10 in the regular season every year, but you can't have point number three, the roller coaster. It can't be you win 7, you win 8, you win 9, you win 9, whoop, you win 4. Then you win 6, then you win 7, then you win 3. Then it goes to 9. You can't do that. It's got to be sustained and steady, and you got to stay off the roller coaster. And then number four, Laugh if you want. Roll your eyes if you want. you got to not get knocked off by the NCAA in the process. And I think we're going to see less of that. Look, it's happened with Ole Miss, but it's also happened with Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. And it's happened more than once. At the end of the Billy Brewer era, you've got an NCAA issue. You have other NCAA issues along the way. Mississippi State has had NCAA issues along the way. And there's not enough margin for error in Starkville or in Oxford with regard to building rosters to be able to give up scholarships. To have to go through a season where you're not eligible to play in a bowl. To have significant financial penalties for not being eligible for the postseason. you got to stay out of the NCAA's crosshairs, which means, one, being smart, and, two, adjusting to this new world that we're in. I think it's about to be far easier than it's ever been to stay out of the, the crosshairs of the NCAA. Because of the NIL rules, because of the general lack of teeth, and hopefully because you got smart people in place who I understand like- how to live in the gray area without getting caught. I do disagree
5: a little bit with you. I think you can be a little up and down as long as you're going to bowls. For mis- even like Auburn and LSU, can have a seven and five kind of year, maybe even six and six, as
3: long as they bounce back quickly. Um, I think it's for, easier for them to bounce back quickly, though, because of the way their rosters they, are constructed. Well, I, I agree with that, but Mr. Miss Mississippi State. If you have a fall off year, it's hard to climb that ladder or, back quickly. You look at State
5: thirteen; they won seven games with the bowl, then they went to ten and they won nine, then they win six, but then they won eight, and in eighteen, this is where I make my point. They were on the precipice of being able to be consistently good, and Mullen left. The 18 team, Mullen would have won 10 games. There's no question in my mind about that.
3: So. We'll continue the conversation. Hold yeah. that thought. Sports Talk, Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny conditions, high near 92. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 75. Your finally Friday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 91. And for your Saturday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 94. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special, $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
8: If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully.
4: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt.
13: Mississippi's big Second Amendment tax-free holiday is coming up August 27th
12: through the 29th. We'll be open all three days with a store full of guns, ammo, optics, and more. To make this weekend even better, we'll be giving additional discounts
3: on all our tax-free items, not just a selected few. Lots of guns and ammo at great discounts. It doesn't get any better than that. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you
4: there.
7: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe, the Philly cheesesteak sandwich or wrap, melt-in-your-mouth pulled pork sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again,
8: 769-208-8283. Great teams leave it all on the field. with the powerful towing and payload that Ford F-150 delivers, you can take it all with you, too. No wonder Ford F-Series is America's best-selling truck 44 years straight. The 2021 Ford F-150. Built for greatness. Visit your local Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar year total
14: sales. I'm Stephen Gagliano. And you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker has tested positive for COVID-19. A statement from his office explains that the senator got tested after experiencing mild symptoms and goes on to say that he's currently in good health and being treated by his Tupelo-based physician. Senator Wicker is fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Speaking of which, more people are choosing to get vaccinated, and that's leading to some very busy days at pharmacies.
15: Some of our members are given more vaccinations uh, today than they were um, six months ago or during the middle of the summer. They're also helping with the rapid test and, and other things of that nature as well, too.
14: Robert Dozier with the Mississippi Independent Pharmacies Association says they're happy to answer any questions you may have if you're on the fence about whether or not to get the vaccine. More and more Mississippians are choosing to get vaccinated as the Delta variant continues to surge.
2: MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. In addition, join the Grammy Museum Monday, August 16th, for words and music by singer-songwriter Keith Sykes, And on Sunday, August 22nd, for MTV Stories on Screen, I Still Want My MTV, featuring post-screenings by director Patrick Waldrop. For more details or how to purchase tickets for MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV or other August programs, go to GrammyMuseumMississippi.org or visit Grammy Museum Mississippi on Facebook or Instagram.
3: with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. The discussion began today centered around the column from Tom Fornelli at CBS Sports where he listed the five chaos teams, teams that could uh, upset the apple cart in college football this year. His five were Arkansas, Colorado, Florida State, Georgia Tech, and Ole Miss, and from that, Michael Borke has asked the question that has uh, certainly generated a lot of discussion, including some from you on the ceasefire text line at 601 How do you get out of the chaos conversation in, and into the, yeah, they're just a really good team every year. They're ranked in the preseason 15 to 20 range on a year-in, year-out basis, and he used Iowa as an example. Hey, Dad did point out that Iowa does not play in the SEC, which probably makes life a little bit easier. Not only do they not play in the SEC, they don't play in the SEC West. So what is it for Mississippi State and for Ole Miss? I gave you what I think are four reasons. Continuity with the right head coach. Year-by-year success slash growth. Staying off the roller coaster where you win seven, you win eight, you win nine, you win nine again. And then you have a four-win season. Then you win six, and then you have a three-win season. And then you get to six and seven, and you kind of start the whole process all over again. And then I also said staying off the radar of the NCAA. Being smart enough to avoid being in the NCAA's crosshairs. Now, hey, Dad, you were taking a little bit of exception with that, and you pointed to the 2018 season where, and I think you make a great point, Mississippi State... Has kind of gotten to the continuity thing. Okay, so Jackie Sherrill was in Starkville for a long time. He was there from nineteen ninety-one until two thousand three. That's a heck of a run. Relatively short tenure for Sylvester Croom, although it was five years. It wasn't short. Five no. years were three and eight, three and eight, three and nine, eight and five, four and eight. So, so that'll get you a bus ticket out. Yeah. But then you had Dan Mullen, who was hired in two thousand nine. The records for Mississippi State, starting in oh9 through the end of Dan Mullen's tenure: five and seven, nine and four, seven and six, eight and five, seven and six—big jump. Ten and three, the trip to the Orange Bowl. Nine and four. It was an eight and four season with a regular uh, with a, a Belk Bowl win over NC State in the rain. Right. Correct. A six and seven year. And a trip to the St. Petersburg Bowl. Mississippi State benefited from having a good APR and getting into a bowl game at five and seven, and picking up that sixth win. And then in Dan Mullen's last year, it was an eight and four season with Greg Knox coaching the Gator Bowl and Mississippi State's win over Louisville. It's a pretty good run of consistency there. So we'll play some what-ifs here.
5: What if if Mullen isn't going anywhere at the, in the 17 Egg Bowl? And this is going to pain Ole Miss fans to hear this, but even with Fitzgerald going out and engaged and and trying to not worry about getting on the next plane out of town, Dan Mullen probably finds a way to win that game. State was a because lot at that point
3: he was headed to Knoxville.
5: The, I mean the, the car the, the bags were in the car. The car was running. He's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, go back and watch when Fitzgerald gets hurt. I mean, this is Dan Mullen. We've seen him lose it on the sideline before. He's just standing there. He, he he didn't care anymore. He was out. So you have that, and so then you you have eighteen with the nation's best defense, and you know the Dan Mullen offense, which Nick Fitzgerald fit like a glove in. I mean, they just would have won at least ten games. There's just no question in my mind they would have beaten Florida for sure because if Mullen wasn't it wouldn't be at Florida to do that. And then I mean. Take you know LSU where they they didn't they gave up what eight field goals in that game or something like that, I mean it's just they would have found another game to win and probably would have won their bowl game and been an eleven and two kind of team, and then you go in nineteen, and you now you've got Keaton Thompson who is being heralded as this is the this is the guy Dan Mullen has finally landed a high highly rated guy that fits his system and I think Keaton Thompson would have fit Dan Mullen's system would have been a, a good player in that was not for Joe Moorhead, and obviously would not have been for Mike Leach. So there's a lot of what-ifs there. I believe them to be true. But I think State was on the precipice of maybe just getting that national respect that we're talking about here. But then when Mullen left, literally, you see how fragile it is for teams like State and Ole Miss. As soon as one thing gets out of out of kilter, it all falls apart. You know, State didn't have...
3: The ability Dan Mullen to, was at State for longer, but there were similarities to Tommy Tuberville. He was yeah. looking to climb, and he was looking always, for a lot of always. years before he finally made the jump.
5: Yeah, and, and in reality, I mean, if Mullen had left in ten or, or twelve, I mean, there were, there were a lot of opportunities or a lot of times where you thought he was going to leave, but he just didn't for whatever reason. Um, sometimes he I didn't thought get the job. He was job getting he was, the Michigan job at one point. I thought he was getting the Michigan job. I thought he was getting the Miami job. Um, you know, when Meyer retired, uh, at the end of the uh, 10, people thought he might just go ahead and go back to Florida right then. And it just never worked. And I think part of that is Mullen's personality. He is, a, he is a grading guy. There's no question about that. But I mean, for whatever reason, he just stayed in Starkville until he finally got to go back to Florida. So, and then Moorhead, I mean,
3: but again, that goes back to the first point that I made with regard to continuity with the right head coach. While yeah, the continuity was there; the trajectory of the program was good. But when the continuity goes away, yeah. now all of a sudden it gets weird. Did he said the you, Maryland job? Did he make a run he, at, Maryland he, at Maryland at one point? That was rumored. I don't. I've never bought into that.
5: Okay. Uh, I, I also think you know, if you make the ne- the second the next hire the right one, you can keep things going. But Joe Moorhead was not the right hire. I don't know who it who should have been. the right hire? That's a great question because God Almighty, there's so bad the hires in that cycle. Jeremy Pruitt, Chad Morris, these were the guys who were up for this job. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Billy Napier at that point isn't the guy. He's not, no. his resume isn't right for that job. Although, but it, in hindsight, you think, well, he probably would have come in and been winning immediately. So I don't know who that guy would have been. I would have found a guy who basically ran what Mullen liked to do offensively. They looked at Ryan Day, but I think Ryan Day knew must have known that he was going to be the head coach at Ohio State you know, sooner rather than later. But that would have been, a obviously, a really good hire. But I would have found somebody who basically could play to Nick Fitzgerald's strengths and not try to convert Nick Fitzgerald into a guy who completed 65% of his passes. By not, not doing that, because you knew you had the defense. You just needed to be good offensively. But they they didn't, and you know, now you're at a point where. In four years, you have done a complete 180 offensively. You've gone from we're a team, the identity is the power running game, and we're gonna the quarterback's gonna take 15 to 20 carries to, you're gonna throw it 65 times a game. So, we'll see if that's the the, the correct identity, I guess.
3: Seaspire text line. Hawkeye Terry here. Your guys' show is so good. Keep it up. But I do have to point out that Kirk Ferentz has played nine bowl games against the SEC and he's five and four. Not bad. Uh, yeah, certainly competitive. Yeah, it's no, been, no question. One of no question one about Mississippi it. Mississippi State.
5: But when you only play one game a year against the SEC, and it's an, an opponent
4: it. that is purposefully supposed to be exactly on your level. It's not yeah. like they have three wins over Alabama in that time.
5: They, I mean, they did beat LSU and Saban's last year. That was a great great college football game. But, yeah, if, if you're playing eight SEC teams a year, it's probably going to be a little bit different. I mean, you, you know, it's going to be different. So people uh, people on message boards that a lot, They're, they like to point out, like, Boise State and so like Boise State's a great program. Why can't State? Because like, they don't play in the SEC. If you tell me tomorrow I can have Boise State schedule, Mississippi State will go undefeated every year.
3: You know, Coastal Carolina had a great season last year. Yeah. But they didn't play in the SEC. Some of the other responses in the ceasefire text line it would take the other school in the state stopping football. Our state is not big enough for two sustained programs. I think that's changed some.
4: I agree to some degree. It would be better if Mississippi was set up like Arkansas. This state produces more talent than the state of Arkansas, and if it was a standalone and everybody was pulling the rope in the same direction, it would be easier, without a doubt.
3: But And you're still going to lose some kids out of state. Of course. But you're going to keep more in-state because everybody grew up pulling for the same team. Yep. I mean, LSU loses kids from New Orleans. Look at where
4: Travis Etienne went to high school. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens to them too. Uh, but and I think Mike Wallace ended up at Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, I do think the landscape has changed to the point Martin where. Smith. I mean, yeah. I think the landscape has changed in college football to the point where these jobs are not just Mississippi dependent anymore. At least not, they don't have to be as much. Because you don't have the Nebraskas, speak of yesterday's conversation, coming in and poaching players anymore. The the uh, You have caught other jobs that used to be better than yours. Other programs that used to have more resources than you. Yeah, or uh, Nebraska fills up their stadium, but what does Nebraska have that Ole Miss and Mississippi State don't? Or can't have? So that has changed
3: some. Yeah, a lot of that. There's corn okay. in Mississippi. Not as much as in Nebraska. <laughs> it's true. Um, We'll get some more of your responses as well. Somebody said Auburn and Alabama moving to the SEC East. Well, that might not be as far-fetched as you think. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. there in Ridgeland and Brandon, locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Call 601-605-4443. Look for delays on 220 southbound, entering from 55 northbound as well as 55 southbound. Expect delays jumping onto 220 southbound. Elsewhere, things looking pretty good. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call 601-353-5217. Stone Temple Pilots,
8: Bush, the wait is over, live music is back, Friday, October 15th, Brandon Amphitheater, special guest Devorah, limited $20 tickets available, Stone Temple Pilots, Bush, tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com.
12: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an XMARC. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special XMark pricing and special XMark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary XMAR quality. Frederick Sales & Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving Central Mississippi since 1993. Catfish farming has always been a passion for me.
2: I was raised up on a catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta.
1: Find out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
12: When he heard his first song Love me do I think it was from there it didn't take him long Got a guitar. Used to We will play, begin
3: the five amazed. o'clock hour with Jason Kersey from now the athletic covers run, Oklahoma We've made our way through the long. SEC We're gonna take a look at some of the top 25 teams as we get closer to the start of the football season. And we are getting close. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey and Brian Haydad. Love to hear from you. Got one question that said, how many times in the playoff era would a team from Mississippi have appeared if there was only one team in the state? I said two. Okay,
5: I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. Uh, I would think it'd be four. I think 14 and 15 for sure. But 17 and 18 with state and the defense they had, if they had had DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, they they could have made a push, I think.
3: When you talk about four though, you're talking about. I'm talking about 14, like, 15, 17, 18. Yeah, but you're talking about like comparable number of appearances in the playoff. As Oklahoma.
5: I mean, State had the number one defense in the country in 2018. If I could have given them DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Dawson Knox, and I guess I, you know, much a lot of love. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. If, it, 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 do I need to change quarterbacks? I mean, I yes. guess with, with Morehead system, I guess I do. But yeah. I mean, heck, I would think DK Metcalf and AJ Brown make a lot of bad quarterbacks look really good. So, yeah,
3: you still got to get it to them. Yeah. Um. Couple of other. Couple of other messages. Uh, <laughs> Iowa ain't played nobody, Paul. Sure, pretty good. Um. Porky, going back to the original premise of chaos, I don't think it's a bad thing that you're on that list. Now, you don't want to stay on that list, right? Right. You don't want to have three straight seasons where you're labeled as a team that has the potential to cause chaos in college football because you want to be on the ascent. But to be on that list, you're on the radar. People are talking about you, and people think you're talented enough that you got a chance to legitimately knock off one of those teams that has a chance to compete for it all. What is, I mean, was it three games on the schedule for Ole Miss that could be chaos makers? Game against Alabama, the game against Texas A&M, maybe the game against LSU. Depending yeah, I don't on not know LSU if LSU is going to be
4: there, I think it's really two. I think they'll play two teams that have a legit shot at making the playoff.
3: Yeah. I mean, yes, I think Alabama and Texas A&M are absolutely those two. But, I mean, what if LSU... I mean, good grief. Look at LSU's schedule. UCLA, McNeese, Central Michigan, at Mississippi State, Auburn, Kentucky, Florida. Is it impossible... To think that LSU could be 7-0 and rolling into Oxford for that game against Ole Miss? That's harder on the back end where they've got, in the last four, they've got Alabama and Texas A&M as two of their last four. I don't... It's not impossible to think that because of the talent level.
4: No doubt. The talent level is there to win all of those games and comfortably. It's a team that gave up a bunch of points and yards to Missouri last year in a loss in Columbia. Now, Bo Pelini's not there anymore. That certainly helps, but the defensive coordinator search went terribly there as well. There's well, we talked about ceiling and floor. I, I want to amend my pick in saying that Ole Miss was the team that had the widest gap between ceiling and floor. I think it's LSU. I think there's a chance that this is a disaster. Like, four wins, five wins, disaster. Is it likely? No, but I think there's a chance. Once you lose your locker room, if that's if that's what happens, you're not winning football games, whether or not you're talented or, or whatever, doesn't matter. But if he has rallied that locker room that once, not long ago, a year ago, when he called a team meeting, six players showed up, if they are now somehow back on, on Team Coach O, they could win 10-11 games because of how talented they really are.
3: Yeah, I don't understand this text. LSU won't sniff 7-0 and 0 as long as Ed Ogeron is the coach. I mean, they they're, sniffed 7-15-0. They're, they're, and, and Oh, they sniffing they're, a few they're two years, years ago, yeah. removed from 15-0. And, and I know like all the stars aligned and all that good stuff, but still. All right, real quick. Are you surprised if they win at, at UCLA? No. No. They beat McNeese. They beat Central Michigan. Are you surprised if LSU wins in Starkville? No. You surprised if they beat Auburn at home? No. You surprised if they win at Kentucky? No. Although that might You're be su- the closest one of the bunch. Could be. Are you surprised if they beat Florida in
4: Baton Rouge? No. No.
3: All those things happen. They're 7-0. Heck, man, they might be the favored in, in every single one of those games. 4 o'clock hour. Jason Kersey from The Athletic joins us next.
1: For all From this sports,
11: some of the recommend for Jackson's Supertalk,
1: world. Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals Supertalk. at Barone Street Pros, 601-345-89FM. I'm
18: Rich Denison. A bomb threat in the nation's capital ends with the arrest of a man who parked a truck next to the Library of Congress.
2: Driver claiming to have explosives and appearing to hold a detonator surrendered the U.S. Capitol Police. He gave up and uh, did, did not resist. U.S. Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger identified the suspect as Floyd Ray Roseberry of North Carolina.
18: Fox's Jared Halpern in Washington. Some officials with the World Health Organization are criticizing plans to ride booster shots to fully vaccinated Americans while many countries haven't given out their first dose. But Surgeon General Vivek Murthy says the U.S.
17: has
15: enough vaccine to help everyone. I do not accept the idea that we have to choose between America and the world.
6: Federal health officials are recommending Americans get a booster shot eight months after receiving their second dose of the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine.
18: Fox's Jonathan Seri, America's listening to Fox News.
2: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View
3: at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations.
7: That's Basils. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at
14: MajesticMetalsINC.com. Stephen Gagley. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The number of pediatric hospitalizations in Mississippi are rising as the latest wave of the pandemic rages on. At the University of Mississippi Medical Center alone, 28 children are currently hospitalized with either confirmed or suspected cases of COVID 19, which is the highest number of pediatric patients since the pandemic began. 100% of these children are unvaccinated, and 8 are in the ICU, 5 of which are under the age of 12. To date, Mississippi has confirmed five pediatric deaths related to COVID-19. And Tate County Sheriff Brad Lance says a student was found in possession of a firearm at Independence High School on Wednesday. The school was locked down, but once deputies arrived, they were informed by school officials that the 15-year-old student
16: was in the office and that the weapon had been secured. No shots were fired and there were no injuries. Aaron Richmond is charged as an adult with one count of possession of a firearm on school property.
19: Is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation focused on insurance or agriculture?
20: Well, the short answer is both. The family of Farm Bureau companies are proud to offer our many members various insurance products, but we were established for and remain committed to our deep farm roots and our Mississippi farm families. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau
15: Federation, visit us online at msfb.org.
11: Some of the greatest stories ever told start behind
21: bars.
14: Mississippi's own Morgan Freeman will narrate the famous stories of inmates who chose to cut their own sentences short. Many of those stories were filmed in the Natchez area.
11: And you thought this only happened in the movies.
14: Great Escapes with Morgan Freeman premieres Tuesday, November 9th on the History Channel. And T-Mobile customers can get two years of free identity theft protection following a massive hack involving data from nearly 5 million customers. Jenny Casola with Fox has more.
16: The compromised information includes first and last names, dates of birth, social security numbers, and driver's license information, though the company says there's no indication the data included credit card or other payment information. Hundreds of thousands of other customers' names, phone numbers, and account pins were
14: hacked. The company reset pins. Stephen Gagliano, Talk, Mississippi News.
12: With the surge in COVID-19 cases, Mississippi's hospitals are overwhelmed. The best way to stay out of the hospital and avoid serious illness and even death from COVID is to get vaccinated. I'm Gerard Gibbert, and I got vaccinated after discussing with my personal physician and many doctor friends. Vaccines are safe and effective, but they only work if you get the shot. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or calling 800-232-0233. This message is brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi media.
19: Trustmark checking fits you to a. T. Use the my Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your.
14: Truck to a tent.
19: Make mobile payments at retailers from.
14: Tampa to Tacoma.
19: And with new plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip. Oh, hey, you stole my line. You need plus checking. It has identity theft protection, too. Don't stop about Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. To
18: all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi
1: 97.3. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices. Plus exclusive interviews. Weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fm. The Super Talk Mississippi app. And always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
3: talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm into the four o'clock hour we have previewed all 14 teams in the sec time for us to branch out into the top 25 let's talk about a consensus top five team going into the year that is the oklahoma sooners as we go to the farm bureau phone line check out favorites.com and go with the home team at mississippi farm bureau jason Kersey joins us from the athletic covers oklahoma and does a great job there jason appreciate uh, a few minutes of your time. I was just thinking about this before you came on. Big picture, Oklahoma. So between 1985 and 2000, between national championships, there were some lean years in there. Is there anybody that would have believed that it would be longer between the 2000 national championship and whenever the next one happens, than that 15-year window between the last two?
20: Oh no, certainly not. I mean, I think that's been one of the more interesting things because you're right. I mean, between 1985 and 2000, um, you know, Oklahoma had some really good teams in the in the late 80s, but then the 90s things really tailed off. They they had it's it's. Pretty obviously, the worst decade in OU football history. Um, you know, between Howard Schnellenberger's kind of disastrous one year, John Blake's three years that, that really, uh, well, actually, are the three worst seasons ever in OU history, or, or the, the worst three year stretch, I should say, in OU history. Uh, and then Bob Stoops comes and wins, wins the national title in his second season. I mean, when when Oklahoma won the national title in two thousand, they were two years removed from being three and eight. Um, and so I, I, or maybe three years from it from being three and eight. The point is, I think after that, it was like, okay, now they're, they're about to go on another run like Switzer did, like Wilkinson did. And, uh, and they got close. They, you know, they were in the national championship game in 03 and 04 in 2008. Uh, and and then they made the playoff again in 15 and they've made it three more times since then. So, uh, I, I think everyone assumed that at some point in, in these 20, whatever years, uh Oklahoma would find a way to win another one, but they just never got it done. And uh it's it's very, very interesting how how it's all sort of played out. But no, it it, it kind of blew me away when I realized a few years ago that it had officially been longer uh yeah. since the last one, I, I was shocked.
3: Yeah. It it really is crazy because the difference and I mean you pointed it out, I mean there there's been no drop off. I mean it's been like this level of high sustained success year after yeah. year and yet just not able to kind of kick the door in. So transition to the twenty twenty one team. Once again, a loaded team, a returning starting quarterback and Spencer Rattler, everybody, you know, preseason three, four, five, depending on where you look. Does this team have what it takes to kind of kick the door down and not just be invited to the party?
20: Yeah, you know, um I, I think that this is the the year where these these expectations I would say are the most legitimate they've been. In probably ten or so years, I I don't think that I don't think you've been able to legitimately look at an Oklahoma team going in and say they could win the national championship. Probably since about 2011, Um, that that was probably the last time that, that that the preseason expectations were on this level, because. Uh, you know, from from about two thousand, from that two thousand eleven season until you know twenty fourteen, they really weren't as. I mean, they had some big wins. They they still won ten games most years, which sort of speaks to that consistency. That even in down years, they still won ten games most of the time. Um, but but through those years, they weren't. They clearly weren't a national championship level program. And then the last, and you know, that's primarily because of field. defense, right? Right. Yeah, that's where I was going. Sorry, I'm being very long-winded. But no, it's but great. Yeah, when they, but when they got Baker Mayfield, when they got Kyler Murray, uh, they got to the playoff. They had all-world offenses that that were, you know, historic offenses, Heisman Trophy winners. But uh that defense was very bad in 2017 and 2018 especially, like really bad. In, in, uh, in 2018, they had one of the worst defenses in America uh, by every statistical standard. And then Alex Grinch came, and, and that's where things are different now. He has spent the last three years rebuilding this thing, uh, bolstering the, the talent. They're much bigger in the secondary. Uh, they've signed a lot more, you know, top tier defensive players. Uh, they've really used the transfer portal well. And so last year they had a top 30 defense and, some, and, and they bring back a lot of that group again. So that's the thing. This year they have that Heisman level quarterback like Rattler. They have that great offense with all those playmakers. And now they have a defense that might actually be able to succeed in the playoffs.
3: Certainly is going to be interesting to see. Kind of semi-switching gears, but I think it's a smooth transition here. I feel like in this conversation about OU and Texas to the SEC, it's been more like, oh, Texas to the SEC, and they're the lightning rod, and Oklahoma's just kind of sat on the side quietly, biding its time, but it's the better team coming into the league. What's the conversation been like in and around the oklahoma program and among oklahoma fans about this impending transition
20: yeah i think the reason that it's been that way uh, actually makes a lot of sense which is uh, and i don't think this is exclusive to oklahoma or anywhere people just love to hate texas right i mean it's just they're just a, I, I i think that for i think that for i mean Really, like I think for fans, and I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I'm just saying that for fans all around the country, Texas is easy to is is easy to hate. I mean, they've got the most money. Uh, you know, the they've got that Texas swagger that that I think rubs some people the wrong way. Uh, they have you know, even though they haven't really been successful in a in a while, uh, they sort of lord over the Big Twelve with all their money and all their power and the Longhorn Network. They get really. Uh, you know they're they're panning in a bunch about a, a horns down symbol that that makes everybody you know mad. I mean all of these things make them sort of easy to hate. So of course they're going to be the villain in this. And I I have found it very interesting. Oklahoma was just as involved in this. They were just as much you know looking around and just as much initiating those conversations. Um, and so uh, but. Because of Oklahoma, because Oklahoma doesn't isn't maybe as easy to hate for people. I think that's the reason that it has felt that way. If that makes sense, is this?
3: There's so many things I'd love to ask you. We've got four or five minutes left. Is is this the the final act in your mind for Joe Castiglione in this incredibly storied career as an AD he's had?
20: Um, that's a really interesting question. I I, I don't think so. Um, okay. he. He still seems very uh, engaged. He's, you know, very uh, – seems very motivated. I You know, obviously I don't know. I mean, Bob Stoops retired before anybody thought he would. So, I mean, these things do happen. And this would be a, a heck of a way to go out, you know, with uh, overseeing this massive transition uh, into the SEC that will that will give Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma's athletic department so much more money than they already have. Um, that would be you know a, a pretty epic way to leave, but i I haven't gotten that sense. I mean he he seems the same guy that he's been since I've covered him. so um, so no, I you know i I don't know I, that's honestly, this is the first time I thought about that. In a story
3: at The Athletic, uh, Greg Sankey said, I think we were very clear in our press release that uh, 2025 is is the date, and yet everybody wants to know when is it going to happen, when is it going to happen. Are you mm-hmm. hearing anything in and around Norman, in and around Oklahoma and Texas and whatnot that makes you really believe it sooner than that?
20: No, not really. I mean, they're pretty much sticking to that line that 2025 is the date. Um, I think legally they have to do that. I think that, you know, they're under this grant of rights agreement. Um, There's a lot of things that would have to happen for them to get out of it. Uh, But I also think it's kind of uh, perhaps naive to think that it's even possible for Oklahoma to remain in the Big 12 for four more football seasons. That's a long time. And Oklahoma and Texas... Uh, have made the rest of the Big 12 really mad through all this. Um, I, I think a lot of people feel betrayed. A lot of people uh, feel very hurt by this, especially at Oklahoma State. And that's why I think you've seen OU try to be very sensitive about the things they say. But uh, but it, it's, it's also hard for me to imagine four more years of Big 12, uh, you know, Athletic director and presidents and board of directors meeting, uh, with, with, I mean, imagine the awkwardness. I, I just, that's, that's the thing I can't get past. Do you, do you think, the awkwardness of those. No,
3: Sorry. I was just gonna say, do you think, like, uh, you, you go to a family reunion and you got the adult table and the kid table? Do you think they'd, like, put a table off to the side and make Del Conte and Constantin <laughs> kind of sit at the kids table while, while the adults sit at the big table? <laughs>
20: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That'd be pretty funny, but uh, but yeah. I mean, I think I that, that's why I think that it will prop There will be some sort of resolution to this, some sort of agreement um, made. What, uh, you know, whether the the. I mean, a lot of it's too going to depend on what the rest of the league decides to do. If if the yeah. if the eight teams that are remaining stay together and try to expand and replace them, well, then maybe you know they can reach some sort of deal to let OU and Texas out a couple of years early. If they all go their own ways if they all look out for themselves. Uh, you know, some teams end up in the Pac-12. Uh, if West Virginia ends up in the ACC, uh, those kinds of things, then the Big 12 might just dissolve, and, and then that sort of takes care of itself. I know you can go on to the SEC. So um, I, I, I think th- I think it's likely that it will happen before 2025, but I also think it's kind of hard to imagine it happening before next year. So yeah. probably somewhere in the middle.
3: Jason, great stuff today. Thanks so much for your time. Good visiting with you and hope we can catch up again soon.
20: Hey, anytime. Thanks so much for having me.
3: That's Jason Kersey from The Athletic. Covers Oklahoma, does a great job there.
6: Joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line, we will be right back. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs, they're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call them at 601-605-4443. Look for delays 20 westbound at Gallatin. Also in Rankin County, delays southbound on 475 at 468 elsewhere. No other major problems to speak of at the moment. Buckle up, drive safe. Have a great evening. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217.
9: This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. Callaway's has just received a large shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the south, period. We offer bulk soils, for the do it yourself project, Callaway's offers landscaping. Designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gloodstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's
10: is, Callaway's is everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is.
7: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Goal Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
21: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help.
18: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
1: You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888 808 8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm Wish We should have more time. Fun conversation with Jason Kersey from the Athletic covers Oklahoma. Ask him about Texas kind of being the lightning rod and OU just kind of sitting quietly on the side waiting their turn. And he said, eh, "It's really easy to hate Texas. Everybody does it."
5: I like honesty from uh, from from my reporters.
3: We got a question from a listener yesterday who was driving, he said he didn't catch the entire uh, entirety of the show, but you know, pointed out that maybe not everybody is excited about the addition of Texas and Oklahoma, and he pointed to the fact, and, and really kind of talked about what Jason talked about a second ago, and that's the fact that Texas likes to kind of lord over everybody and remind you of how much money they have in the Longhorn Network and getting it their way, and... While they may be a team player, when they come into the SEC, it inevitably won't take long before they try to do that in the SEC. They're going to get bullied out of that, though.
5: Yeah, I, I think so, too.
3: I think so. Alabama fans, LSU
4: fans, those people are not going to accept Texas, Texas exceptionalism the way Baylor has to because there's 35,000 of them.
5: It's a different animal here. See, I don't live in the same state with them, either. I mean, you just don't. A&M does, but that's it. I'm looking forward to them getting
4: humbled some. Which, it's unfathomable that they have that exceptionalism considering what they've been since 2009. But, I'm excited to see it. They're going to learn that you... In the Big 12, they have all the money. They have all the brand power, everything. In the SEC, they're just another one. Yeah, they have more than Ole Miss and Mississippi State and Vanderbilt and in Arkansas even, but they're just another yeah. Alabama. They're just another LSU in Georgia and Florida. They're no different than any of those places.
3: They probably still have more money, but it's not enough to matter. Uh, uh-uh. it's like six right? one and a half versus six two. You're the same height. I mean, if, if Texas has got 225 million and Texas A&M's got 220 million and Alabama's got 200 million and Georgia's got 205 million and Florida's got 198 million, you know it's like, does it really matter? Does it really make a difference? And, and frankly, the answer is no. with the with the new money coming in, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are are always going to be at a financial disadvantage. Just are. Smaller alumni bases, states with no Fortune 100 companies and only a couple of Fortune 500, maybe no technically Fortune 500 companies. It's just there's less revenue that is available. And yet, Ole Miss and Mississippi State are probably, what, four or five years away from having $150 million athletics budgets? Now, maybe at that point Texas and Texas a and are going to have a 280 or a $300 million budget. But Ole Miss, Mississippi State sponsor fewer sports, and they will be at a place where they can just compete where it matters. Mississippi State has upgraded its football stadium. They've got the SEAL complex. Ole Miss has done a couple of They've got a major renovation coming to the football stadium, a major renovation coming to the Manning Center. So, you know, the, the facilities are on par with everybody else. Both Mississippi State and Ole Miss are now paying their football coaches $5 million a year or north of that. And if they need to bump it to seven to stay competitive, they'll be able to. We have
4: somebody drop in Texas's endowment. That, that, that's not the kind of money we're talking about. Endowment pays for academic programs. Yale has a bigger endowment than Alabama. It's, it's sports money we're talking about,
3: not university money. Two very different things. Now, Haydad would ch- would have you know that you can just dip into the endowment any old time you want to and use that money for whatever right, you want. It doesn't matter how many times did I tell him that's not how that's university not endowment said. works. Endowments work, but
5: not what I said.
3: What? Not what I said. You absolutely have said that.
5: And I you said that if when I I said that if the right people in power want to get into that money for athletics, they could.
3: And you're wrong about that too. But that's I disagree. You, you can I mean, disagree all you yeah, but, want.
5: I, I just don't get it. Like,
4: this is my favorite really, conversation.
5: <laughs> it, it just makes me laugh. Like, you're going to tell me like if one day the chancellor and most of the rich guys on the, on, on, on the board just say, we need to shift some of this money to athletics, they're not going to find a way to do it. They're just going to say, oh, our hands are tied. Do you not know how rich? I thought you were rich. Don't you know how rich people work? They get what they want in this life.
3: If they but want not to move from that the money. university's endowment, they don't. They may find the money somewhere, but okay. it ain't coming okay. from that pile.
5: Okay. It's like, you know, the government says, oh, well, we can't take this money from the taxpayer.
3: The government does what it wants.
5: They just print new money. Rich people do what they want in this life. If they want to get that money, don't tell me they can't come up with new rules and laws and bylaws and contracts to get the money. Don't tell me they can't do it. But they have
3: people that are assigned to specifically make sure things like that don't happen.
5: And then all you got to do is, oh, well, yeah, you can vote against this and we could, you know, increase your salary. (sighs) It's doable. To tell me me that it's not doable. It's it's not doable. I, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I'm just. I'm sorry. I just don't believe. Like, I've I don't talked believe to
3: people specifically who are on foundation boards and oversee endowments, and they say no, that's not how it works. Like I've asked specifically, that's not how it
5: works today. But how does it work tomorrow when people want to change things? <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I don't believe you. I don't believe that if the right people want to make a change, the change doesn't happen. Imagine. Imagine Phil Knight just show up to Oregon and say, "Let's do this." I don't know if we can do it or not. Well, I mean, do you continue want my billion dollars a year?
3: All right, we'll find a way to do it, Phil. But that's not how people at that level look at it.
5: It's not. But I'm saying if they choose, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying if they choose to do it, they can do it. Everything's just a just a you know a board meeting away from being changed.
3: All right, things are going sideways a little in Lexington, Kentucky. Now, I was just about to tell you about that right here. Six University of Kentucky football players were charged earlier today following an incident that involved burglary and wanton endangerment. But it happened back they in They came the after
4: spring. the soup, how dare they. <laughs>
3: Saturday, March 6 2021, private party being thrown at a residence. During the party, three individuals entered the residence uninvited, were asked to leave. They became upset and threatened they would return. A short time later, the three individuals returned with additional subjects. The group forced their way into the residence. One suspect was observed, pointing a firearm. As a result of the investigation, the six suspects have been charged with burglary first degree uh, Mr. DeVito Tisdale has also been charged with wanton endangerment first degree based on being identified as a suspect pointing a handgun at one of the victims. So the six players are Reuben Adams, Robert McClain, Andrew Phillips, Ernest Sanders IV, DeVito Tisdale, and Joel Williams. Now, Matt Jones at Kentucky Sports Radio says there's so much more to the story, don't believe just the press release, and maybe he's right. Uh, apparently, it was an off-campus fraternity party. The football players were asked to leave. They complied, but then more of them came back looking for a fight. Not great news. Two weeks from opening day. No, none regardless of them. Of how
4: you spin it, none of them expected to be starters. But I mean, what possibly could there be more to the story? that would make pointing a gun at somebody acceptable as a college athlete. Because that list is a very small list of things that would make that spinnable if they walked in on a crime being committed and they used that to subdue the person committing the crime. Sure, yeah, you can find certain things that would justify pointing a gun at somebody else. It's a small list. It kind of feels like this isn't one of the items on it. So spinning a college athlete, pointing a gun at somebody is an interesting move. And if they can confirm that he was the one that held the gun up, he should never be able to represent Kentucky again. That's a very simple solution.
3: Someone on the C Spire text line wants to know if they were wearing a mask. Yes, I, 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 that's not in the release more coming up with you Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny conditions, high near 92. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 75. Your finally Friday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 91. And for your Saturday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 94. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
15: Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening,
6: brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49
11: South in Richland. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe.
1: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go
8: to autotrimdesigns.com.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano.
8: You're listening to Supertalk Mississippi
14: News. The number of pediatric hospitalizations in Mississippi are rising as the latest wave of the pandemic rages on. At the University of Mississippi Medical Center alone, 28 children are currently hospitalized with either confirmed or suspected cases of COVID-19, which is the highest number of pediatric patients since the pandemic began. 100% of these children are unvaccinated and 8 are in the ICU, 5 of which are under the age of 12. To date, Mississippi has confirmed five pediatric deaths related to COVID-19. And Tate County Sheriff Brad Lance says a student was found in possession of a firearm at Independence High School on Wednesday. The school was locked down but once deputies arrived they were informed by school officials that the 15-year-old
16: student was in the office and that the weapon had been secured no shots were fired and there were no injuries Aaron Richmond is charged as an adult with one count of possession of a firearm on school property
1: Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Legend has it that a sip from the old well on the first day of classes brings students good luck, even a perfect GPA. Thousands of Carolina students line up at the well every year to test the theory for themselves. I'm just presenting this without comment. The University of North Carolina, where it appears as if there's a mask mandate on campus, there was a line today of... Hundreds of students, all wearing masks, waiting for their turn to drink from the very same water fountain. What, what, what are you doing? Presented without comment.
5: Like, you don't want to wear a mask, okay? I understand. You don't drink out of the water fountain? Cool, whatever. But don't wear a mask and then go drink out of the same water fountain. Talk about mixed mixed signals here. Like, what do you, what do you actually believe in over there? They're waiting
4: in line. Yeah, by the hundreds. Yeah. You go. seen the pictures? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. sent you the pictures <laughs> to go one
3: after the other. I'm
4: sorry. No, no, no. That, that's where I clicked. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: I thought I clicked on the link in Twitter and opened that picture up, and then I couldn't find it. I forgot I clicked on your Twitter link right there. COVID policy summed up in one tweet. It's like one after the other, after the other, face,
4: mouth, lips at this water fountain. But by God, do they have a piece of cloth in their face right before they do it. So all good. That's that's the stuff that is causing people to have impatience. It's that There's kind of stuff. Because what are be we some, doing
5: here? There'll definitely be some patients out of this, I bet. For sure. At least one will go to the hospital. <sighs> the best reply of all of them uh, from the pictures was, this is why Duke has the best uh, medical school. It's like, got him. How I
3: about I I some baseball things? Yeah, sure. Borky, you uh, you told me about this yesterday. And my response to you was, Whew, tough break for Pittsburgh and Tampa. Major League Baseball proposing a salary floor. We know about a salary cap, luxury tax, and you're not supposed to spend over a certain amount of money. But there are certain teams that... Don't mind spending way, way, way less than everybody and still collecting those big media rights checks and profiting. But it looks like that might be about to change. Major League Baseball made its initial proposal to the MLBPA earlier this week. The pitch reportedly included a new salary minimum of $100 million per team. Uh, Coupled with that change would be a lowered luxury tax threshold of $180 million with a steeper penalty than teams currently pay now. So the NFL, generally speaking, has the most parity, the most balance among its teams in any professional sport. And they have hard and fast salary cap rules. Major League Baseball has got salary cap rules, but if you're willing to pay a little extra, you can get around it. In some cases, if you're willing to pay a lot extra, you can get around it. And That's why you see some teams with payrolls in the $210 million range. Then you also see franchises that have a payroll of like $38 million. Is this a step in the right direction for balancing Major League Baseball? all across the league and leveling the playing field, saying you cannot spend more than $180 million in constructing your roster. And if you do, we will make it so financially penal that you're just not going to go above that number. But there's no more bargain basement junk just so you can have another business entity that is successful you will spend money and build a competitive roster
5: if it, it feels like that's that's the right answer just just on the surface but i have a feeling that it's not i have a feeling like this isn't going to turn the pirates and the royals and the twins into year in year out contenders you know the the, the the big money teams will find ways around it so it goes back to what we were just talking about you know they they will find a way around it they will they will defer money they will do this, that, and whatever, and the, the small market teams will find a way to spend exactly $100 million and, and go from there.
3: Currently, the luxury tax threshold, there's, what, $180 million signing or uh, salary cap, but once you get to $210 million, you have to pay a 20% tax? They're still keeping the three tiers and adding a fourth and taking it down to the salary cap where the luxury tax threshold starts at $180 million and you have to pay a 25% tax on it. And then it escalates from there.
4: That stuff's so confusing, too, when, when I'm reading about like NBA roster construction. <laughs> you have three different options that you can offer this player, but one will get you in the money line exemption and one will get you a luxury tax. it's a it's a mess so smarter people figure it out than I but if it's so easy to to get around salary caps and floors why don't NFL teams do it
3: seems like they have um they've kind of eliminated the loophole I well, and
4: I mean Mickey well, I mean, Loomis is a,
3: a say, salary the cap do magician, this every year
0: yeah
4: but I mean, there are issues... Like, it, it, let's pretend for a second... So they've got this four-year contract with Taysom Hill that Stephen A. Smith apparently is not aware. It has $140 million on it, but two of those years are voidable years. And it's the overwhelming majority of the contract. It's like 120 of the $140 million are money he'll never see. What that allows them to do is stretch his signing bonus over four years for salary cap purposes this year. But if you cut Taysom after this year or the next year, they're paying him the next two years. So while Loomis is a a magician with the salary cap, it still gets you in situations where you are paying players that you're potentially not using in years in which you are not using them. So it does catch up to them eventually, even though he is a bit of a wizard with it. If Taysom Hill moves on, they're kicking still
3: kicking the can down the road for a really long time. And because of that,
4: they're able to spread this out a little bit more and it doesn't impact them much. But I mean that's the kind of stuff that they're that they had to do was they had to give Taysom 140 million, like 120 of it, he'll never see. <laughs> but it's in his contract, at least for a little while. Voidable years. I mean, what a concept that is.
5: Is baseball the only sport where the MVP can be on a team that's not going to be not going to sniff the playoffs? I mean, look at Atani. Obviously, the MVP in the AL, but the Angels aren't going to the playoffs—not even close. No, you're right. I mean, I'm just thinking like in basketball, the MVP is always going to be on a playoff team. Football. Yeah. I mean, I can't I can't Easy. imagine a scenario where they're not.
3: But baseball, I mean, and Trout's the same way. Trout's never been. I, I was going to say he would be the second angel, yeah, to pull that off. You want
4: to hear what it sounded like last night? By the way, put it on me.
10: Oh, Johnny got it!
22: He got it! Number forty, a franchise record for left-handed hitters. Three to one, Halos. That was in the eighth inning.
4: After he pitched, eight complete and gave up one run. He steps up to the plate and hits a tank bomb
3: for his 40th of the year. I'm sure you guys follow Pitching Ninja on on Twitter. He does all the overlays and just really, really good content. He overlaid a 96-mile-an-hour fastball with an an 86-mile-an-hour cutter. Uh, No, it was a splitter. So regular fastball, split finger fastball, exact same release point, exact same halfway to the plate. And then the split finger just start bottom just starts falling out of it. I mean, good luck with that. Shelly Ohtani. Special on but even not getting enough recognition. No. This is what this is what Babe
5: Ruth was going was gonna to do if he had been able to pitch and hit at the same time.
3: Now, I'm not saying he's Babe Ruth. By the way, Michael Borky, early adopter on Showy Tony a- uh, Show a- before anybody else was talking about him a whole lot. Yeah.
4: He is, and it wasn't hyperbole when I said it at the time, the most overall talented baseball player we have seen since the 1920s. Nobody has done at the level in which he does it in the multiple different places that he does it in baseball since the twenties.
3: Pretty good defensive outfielder too. Yeah, and he can run. Really run. Really run. People throw five tool around way too often.
6: He's got like seven tools. We're stuck, Mississippi. We'll be back from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations server glass needs in Ridgeland and Brandon. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Call 601-605-4443. Look for delays northbound and southbound. Some bad weather on 220 in between uh, basically the railroad crossing and Highland. Elsewhere, just your typical delays, 20 westbound at the stack. Otherwise, things looking good. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call
7: 601-353-5217. In the Metro area, the houses talk.
16: Hey, Jan.
7: How's it going today?
16: Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing. My floors need unbuckling. My boudoirs need updating.
7: Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No update no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323 or online at
0: homebuyersms.com.
7: Gulf Seafood Outlet.
2: Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special,
7: $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
0: The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster.
3: Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Richard Cross. I'm vaccinated because I want to protect my family. I want our Mississippi businesses to thrive. I want sports with full stadiums, and it's the right thing to do. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, please get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if we get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or by calling 800-232-0233. This message brought to you by Super Talk Mississippi. Media. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all
22: been there. Lagging video chats, slow downloads. Oh, come on! It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. Arm yourself with everything you need to
1: take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi. Any
10: better than
17: this.
1: On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: I'm going to spin the question around on you a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm asking something that probably not entirely fair. Orky said Shelly Otani. What was the word you use? Best, most talented, most gifted, most, most unique? Most overall talented player since the 20s. Most overall talented player since the 1920s. Is there another player? So, so would, and again... I'm, I'm painting you into a corner here. Are you saying that you would take Shohei Otani on your team over any other player that has played in the game since the 1920s? Ooh, that's good. that's a really good question because
4: you, you can't say yes. There, there are better. There have been better home run hitters than him. There have been faster players than him. There have been better outfielders than him when he plays it, which is not much. And there have been better pitchers than him. So it depends on what you need. Do you need a pitcher? Then no, he's not the first guy you choose to be your starter. Do you need a home run hitter? Well, he's not the first guy you choose that either. But if you can get a guy that can have a sub-3 ERA and also give you 40 home runs, well, that, uh, that list, is, the list is one.
10: Well,
4: it one thing is. to look
5: at is, you know, in terms of who's the best, most talented athlete is, I don't think a lot of people would disagree that Bo Jackson was the most talented athlete when he was playing in the NFL, or maybe even in the uh, in the in MLB for sure. But would you—is he
3: the first pick in the draft? No. If you had the ability, let's say it's an expansion team, and you can pick anybody you want, there are no restrictions. Would you take Shohei Ohtani or Mike Trout? Ohtani. I think Otani, but but Trout would be second. One roster they spot. Get the rest of their act together. You get the two best players in baseball on the exact same team, and aren't even going to sniff the playoffs. Yeah. Come on now. I mean, I mean,
5: you look at basketball you got some some examples like that, right, where you've got some super teams in the NBA right now. But they're at least in the playoffs. The Lakers made the playoffs. The Nets made the playoffs.
3: Los Angeles Angels are nine and a half games out of first place in the American League West. And they are seven and a half out of the wild card. You know who's leading the wild card standings in the American League now? Should be the Yanks, right? That would be your New York Yankees. Winners of eight of their last ten and six in a row. Fresh off a sweep of those dirty, nasty Boston Red Sox. Best team in baseball, probably. Um, And most likely never going to lose another game. Meanwhile, Brian Haydad's team in a bit of a tailspin. The San Francisco Giants could not beat the lowly New York Mets. They got beat 6-2 to two in 12 innings yesterday. The Mets had won only 12 of their previous 32 games. Oh my God. Their owner, Steve Cohen, calling them out on Twitter. He motivated them. I don't know that the San Francisco Giants are going to win another game this year. I mean, it's just. I think everybody's kind of, kind of playing. Oh my gosh, everybody's playing for second right now. I mean, this, this Yankees team, despite all the injuries, <laughs> despite all of the obstacles, despite all they've had to overcome, probably not going to lose again. And the team that's been the old self-proclaimed best team in baseball all season long, probably not going to probably not going to win another game this season. That's a that's a bold prediction. I mean, look, I just you know, I just call it like I see it, hey Dad. <laughs> I I right down the middle. I understand. How about Lance Lynn last night? I like. It. I I get a kick out of it. Lance Lynn leaving the mound in the fourth inning. He had to kind of grind it out through the first three, really work himself out of some jams, had an easy fourth inning. And then the third base umpire goes, Woo, woo, hoo hey, woo, Lynn, Lynn, hold on. I got to check your glove, got to check your hat. He just left him on the rail of the dugout. Kept on walking. Hey, need to check your belt, too. What does Lance Lynn do? Takes off his belt and throws it at the umpire. And then he gets the old heave-ho. Some of the quotes after the fact were just great. Lance Lynn held nothing back. He said, Guy took too long. If he'd been there sooner, I wouldn't have thrown the belt at him. He got his feelings hurt, though, and then he ran me out of the game. Jeez. <laughs> so Good. So good. I guess they're still doing the whole check out the uh, hat and glove and arm and belt and. Spin rates are down. Mm. It's working. Bunch of dirty, nasty cheaters. Home runs are up. Mets had plenty yesterday in their 6 2 win over the San Francisco Giants. Hey man. I don't even know if they hit a home run in the game yesterday. I'm just going with it. I don't think they did. They did hit one. Sports talk Mississippi, five o'clock hour, coming up. College football fix is next.
1: Listening to WFMN Mississippi powered by your tree professionals at Tree
18: News. I'm Rich Denison. 5,200 U.S. troops are now in Afghanistan, helping evacuate Americans and Afghan allies from the International Airport in Kabul.
16: Pentagon spokesman John Kirby told reporters officials have opened new gates at the airport. I can't tell you
4: with perfect clarity that there haven't been times over the last 72 hours when temporarily,
14: because of maybe security incidents, that they've had to close.
16: F-18s from the Ronald Reagan strike group have been flying over Kabul for enhanced security.
18: Fox's Rachel Sutherland in Washington. Amazon says it's planning to open several large retail stores in the U.S.
16: The Wall Street Journal says Amazon wants to grow its business selling clothing and household items and needs a way to make exchanges easier. Some of the first locations are planned for Ohio and California.
18: Fox's Ginny Casola, America's listening to Fox News.
1: This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse.
21: along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's and the second generation. Tico's Steakhouse,
7: East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, six zero one nine five six ten thirty.
15: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now. Featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors. Offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina
14: in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano. And you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over 20,000 students were in quarantine at the end of last week as COVID-19 continues to spread in Mississippi classrooms. Wednesday, Department of Health officials shared that a total of 29 schools across the state have temporarily shifted to virtual learning due to the spread of the virus. Since the start of the school year, nearly 6,000 students and 1,500 teachers have tested positive. Statewide, this morning's report from the Department of Health includes just over 4,800 new cases of COVID-19 and 21 additional deaths. For the latest on the pandemic in Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. And the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation is handling the case of a church shooting last week in. In scott county reports state that a man was firing shots at workers at mount zion church the shooter identified as robert bailey was shot and killed deputies say he was heavily armed with multiple guns
21: at at&t we believe that access to affordable home internet brings you incredible opportunities You can enjoy the power to explore a digital world of possibilities and connect with family, friends, and the things that matter most. That's why there's access from AT&T. If a member of your household is a SNAP participant, you may qualify for home internet at a discounted rate of $10 a month or less. No commitment, no deposit, no installation fee. Plus, get an in-home Wi-Fi gateway included at no extra cost. Call 1-855-220-5211 or visit att.com slash access now to learn more. SNAP refers to the Federal
3: Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Pricing excludes taxes and fees. Includes one terabyte of data per month. Data overage charges apply. For details about data allowance, go to att.com slash internet dash usage. Geographic and service restrictions apply.
14: The New Orleans Saints are reversing course and will allow refunds for season ticket holders. They issued a statement today saying they've received less than 120 requests for refunds, but their preference is to have loyal fans in seats rather than see additional tickets being sold on the secondary market. The refund requests were spawned by controversial new requirements to get into the Superdome. In addition to wearing masks, the city of New Orleans is requiring a proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. And federal assistance has arrived. At at a North Mississippi hospital. Much like the one deployed to the University of Mississippi Medical Center, a 33-member disaster medical assistance team will spend the next two weeks at the North Mississippi Medical Center in Tupelo to help with the surge of admissions brought on by the fourth wave of the pandemic. Made up of physicians, nurse practitioners, and other healthcare professionals, the team can treat up to 24 patients at a time. Stephen Gagliano, Talk Mississippi News.
18: Get ready for the Mighty Roots Music Festival October 1st and 2nd on historic Stovall Farms in Clarksdale, Mississippi, presented by Wade Incorporated. Musical appearances by Deer Tick, Keller Williams, Mystic Bowie's Talking Dreads, Radney Foster, and more. Campsites available, food trucks, fenders, and late night music till 2 a.m. For tickets and more information, Mighty Roots Music com. Sponsored by Visit Mississippi and Visit Clarksdale. Come on and make your plans to spend the weekend with us at Mighty Roots Music Festival.
19: To good things with me, Rebecca Turner, it's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson
10: 97.3.
1: If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here, Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah! Super Talk Mississippi.
3: PGA TOUR's first playoff event is happening at Liberty National Golf Club. Incredible views back across to Manhattan, Statue of Liberty. Hard golf course. This is uh, around one of the FedEx playoffs, and the leaderboard is stacked. John Rahm still on the course. He is eight under par. Justin Thomas in the clubhouse at eight under par. Harold Varner III, 5-under, shoots 66 on his round today. Kevin Nott, 5-under, wearing the worst shirt in the history of the world. Adam Scott, who was part of that six-man playoff last weekend at 4-under. Tony Finau at 4-under. Harris English playing well as of late. He's at 3-under. Um, and then, uh, then your boy, Borky, uh, your boy Bryson, listen to this scorecard. Shoots an even par 71. Bogey, bogey, birdie, par, birdie, birdie, bogey, birdie, double. Goes out in 37, one over. On the back, par, birdie, double, birdie, birdie, bogey, birdie, birdie, birdie bogey. 34 coming in to shoot his even par 70. He made two pars today. Made a par on four and a par on 10. Sounds like one of your rounds, eh? Only two pars. Yeah, yeah, but not as many birdies usually when I play. I would take only two pars if I could go out and shoot seventy one. Be fun. Yeah, it certainly would. it would be an adventurous round, no doubt. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, Brian Haydad, loving the golf updates as he always does. Michael Borkey, he actually enjoys them as do I. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. We're glad to have you along. You want to be a part of the conversation? Join us on the C Spire text line 601-879-4395 601-879-4395. Are you ready for faster phones? Well, C Spire can help. As part of a billion dollar investment into their 5G network over the next 3 years, Ceaspire is faster everywhere you look. Visit them online at cspire.com for more information. Time right now for the college football fix.
6: Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Long on to
3: buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built for tough. Number one selling truck in America 43 straight years. That is the Ford F-150. 2021 F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today. Ole Miss returns to the practice field today. Ole Miss head football coach Lane Kiffin. Met with the media, he talked some position battles, he talked some overall progress in practice. Here is the Rebels head coach.
13: Chance Campbell, how's he fit in? Was he brought to the linebackers room? What have you seen from him so far?
23: Well, he has experience playing the position, playing in games. Um, has done a really good job picking up the system. Um, there's some carry over there for him from being with DJ earlier. Um, so he's done a really good job and Feel like he's fitting well with the players, too.
17: Lane, has there been any uh, further separation in the number two quarterback battle in your eyes?
23: No. Um, continue to do good things, both of them, and feel really good about their development. Lane, can you talk about what, what you saw in practice today and if, if anyone stood out or position group? I don't know that. Um, I can say, you know, lately in practice, the defense has um, since the weekend has done. Um, good job the last two practices. Um, so that's good. Had more turnovers, um, getting more balls out, and limited explosive play. So uh, that's been good to see.
13: We're not talking about him a whole lot because he's just, we just kind of take him for granted and it's a given. But can you assess Matt Corral right now versus where he was last year at this time?
23: Uh, I think a big difference. Um, you know, I don't want to... You know, rat poison him, but uh, he's done a great job from a leadership standpoint, from an offensive standpoint, and the guy's accuracy is, you know, was, <clears throat> was almost, I think I said, insane today. Um, some of the throws that were made, and, you know, it was at one point like a video game where, you know, you just, there's not inaccurate throws, he just throws it to the guy because you hit the button. So, Good to see. You know, I got to continue to develop and, you know, do it on game days.
9: Lane, just overall, all aspects of of the team, are you where you would like to be at this point in camp for a progression toward your first game?
23: I think in some areas. Um, I think with the ones in general, both sides, um, there's some things to feel good about, you know, close to game-type ready. but both sides, there's very little depth that <clears throat> I would feel good about today if we were playing the game. So whether that's older guys coming to get more experience, whether that's younger guys just getting used to it, um, well, we need guys to step up. So you know we don't get in a situation where you know we got no rotations that we feel good about, and guys are overplaying. How far
21: along are um, on and Henry in their kind of learning the slot?
23: Um, they don't do everything you know they just do a limited package and um, both of them have a good skill set to do that and so we feel good about um, their development and I think a lot of that had to do with the spring ball and being around them more where we can you know look at some things that you know does not regress their learning of day one stuff of playing running back we had
17: Henry Parrish in here uh, a couple days ago, and he said, and I quote, everybody thinks he's weird, and that was uh, in in regards to you. I'm curious, and he said it in a, a, a funny way. I'm curious, do you consider yourself weird, and
23: who would you say is the weirdest person on the team? Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, I'm not really sure how you say someone's weird in a funny way, and it's a compliment, or, but... Um, who do I think is weird on I think Henry's weird on the team, Um, you know. So, but I mean that in a funny, nice way.
13: Lane, one of the uh, positions that looked unsettled heading into fall camp was the tight end position. Um, we're going to talk to Chase Rogers here in a minute. How does Chase check the boxes on what you're looking for at that position?
23: Well, Chase uh, – has missed part of camp and has been limited for part of it injury wise, and so it um, seems to be back close to full strength now. Had a really good day um, today, scored a touchdown in the red zone there. So, um, you know, he's done a really good job, and you know, really does everything pretty well.
5: Thinking of the answer here, but do you have an update on Tavius? Haven't seen him out there for a little while.
23: Yeah, we expect him to be fine. He's um, still limited.
13: Just a follow-up to the tight end question. um, You know, none of these guys look like Kenny Yeboah exactly. So, you know, does that alter the way that uh, maybe you you look for production out of that position this season or things that you would do with that position?
23: Well, I don't know. I think we got some very different guys. Um, Hudson Wolf now, um, you know, is the healthiest that he's been. You know, he's done some – Good things the last couple of days and a very big target. So, um, I don't know who's going to play there and probably who plays will based off what calls that we make. You know, I like to say on our offense that, you know, we don't have a system that, you know, the players have to fit into. You know, we find the best players and develop a system into them.
5: Momo was talking the other day about just how bizarre the empty stadiums were last year. When you think back to last year, what kind of stands out about? playing in those
21: stadiums with lessened capacity, or I guess in the case of Vanderbilt, a completely empty game.
23: I think it was, for a coach, it was eerie in warm-ups, and as you got closer, then once the game starts, you have a headset on, so you don't really realize it. I don't, the players, it's probably a lot different. You know, they realize it throughout the game. I really don't once the game's going, so, um, you know, except for not worrying about crowd noise and atmosphere and, You know, like going to Baton Rouge, you know, which would usually be an issue. Other than that, I really didn't notice once the game started.
3: We had three different texters during that talk about Lane Kiffin sounds depressed or quiet or no energy whatsoever. And I agree with that. I mean, he sounded like he was borderline about to fall asleep, but... If you actually listen to what he said today, there was a little more depth to some of the answers to those questions. Yes, it did sound like he was about to fall asleep and needed an alarm clock. Yeah. The weird thing is one of the funniest things he said. Let's play Borky that specific thing when we get back. I'm not sure who answered that, asked that question or what they were trying to accomplish. But I'm going to read you Henry Parrish's actual quote in its entirety and see if maybe you have a little bit different thought other than the he and I quote said you were weird. We'll do that when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs, you can find them in Ridgeland and Brandon. Just call 601-605-4443. Heavy rain causing delays on 55 north and southbound, basically between 463 north up to Highway 16. Uh, back in town looking for delays, 55 northbound starting at Old Cant Road up to 220, and your typical delays east and westbound at the stack. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The vast from us to you. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
18: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency.
7: Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glykstead or online at bennelson.com. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Five-pound large Gulf Shrimp Special $29.95. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
15: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday night starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: What we're gonna do right here is go back. And now back to Back to the sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. So let's get rolling on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: We heard just a couple of minutes ago from Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss head coach, after today's practice in Oxford as they moved toward the season opener on Labor Day night against Louisville. There were a couple of things that kind of stood out. He, He was asked about Matt Corral in comparison to where he was a year ago. said, I don't want to go all rat poison, but he then compared his quarterback to a video game. said he's so accurate, it's like you just press the button and the ball gets there. Pretty high praise for Matt Corral. And pretty open about where this team was in terms of moving toward being ready for opening day. Good in a lot of areas, but nowhere close to the depth that they need on either side of the ball. I think they like the first team on both sides. They're just not sure who else is going to factor into the mix. But the weird moment was a question that was asked that was maybe a little disingenuous, maybe looking for a gotcha moment. Not sure who it was that asked. but Listen to this exchange again. It is awkward, to say the least.
17: We have Henry Parrish in here. Uh, a couple days ago, and he said, and I quote, everybody thinks he's weird, and that was uh, in in regards to you. I'm curious, and he said it in a, a, a funny way. I'm curious, do you consider yourself weird, and who would you say is the weirdest person on the team?
23: Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, I'm not really sure how you say someone's weird in a funny way, and it's a compliment, or, but... Um, who do I think is weird on? I think Henry's weird on the team. Um, you know. So, but I mean that in a funny, nice way.
4: People that are texting in. Oh, he sounds miserable. You You want to know why he sounds miserable? That or would you like to hear? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, That or can you talk about practice today? Who stood out? Well. No, you can ask me about what I saw, but no, I I don't... That that kind of stuff is why he's in that that, that kind of a tone. Because, yes, you know, your football coach is your job, whatever. But if that's the kind of stuff you're going to get asked, wouldn't you be kind of annoyed to be there?
3: So this was the full context of what Henry Parrish said. He was asked about his decision to go to Ole Miss after being committed to FAU. And he says, I was going wherever he was going. Wherever Coach Kiffin was going, I was going. That's the dude. It's just Coach Kiffin. Everybody likes Coach Kiffin. He's not like other coaches. He's himself. Everybody thinks he's weird and all that, but he's a good coach, you know, very chill. Yeah. That was the whole quote. So he didn't say he was weird. No, he, he said, said it, other people as, as part say of he's all weird. of those things, everybody thinks he's weird and all that, but he's a good coach, you know, very chill. Yeah.
5: Oh, my gosh. I don't know who asked that question, but they did a really, I don't know if I can say it, but poor job of, of asking that question.
3: That was tough. Mm. There yeah. were some good questions that were asked in there, just not that one. Boy. I mean he didn't
5: say what you said. You said and I quote. You said and I, he's the, the, the reporter said that. He said and I quote. No he didn't. <laughs> and he I
3: didn't quote. He didn't say a small a very small snippet of what he said no, taken out of context. No he didn't quote anything. He said Henry said you were weird. Henry didn't say no, you, he, he said, said everybody says you're weird. Everybody says you're weird. After Complete and total compliments. Uh, the whole thing
4: is just bizarre. But, you know, Abraham Lincoln That's once weird. said, and I quote, everything you see on the Internet is true. So. It's true story.
5: <laughs> I, k- kudos to Kiffin, though, because he made it funny at least. It's like, I think Henry's weird. Like like a five-year-old. Yeah. Like, I think you're weird. I'm rubbering your glue. It bounces off me and sticks to
3: you. But I mean it in a funny way. I mean it nice in a nice, way.
5: funny way, yeah. We are approaching Richard, that time. Richard, I think you're a jerk, but I mean it in a nice, funny way.
4: <laughs> and, and like Mike Leach will talk to the media tonight, and obviously we'll play it for you guys tomorrow. But we're approaching that time where what else can you ask, Coach? Is the team healthy? Yeah, we have no injuries. All right, thanks. Like, what else can you ask? What else can be you're, learned from a meet from a press conference at like, this point in camp before a game starts?
5: You're like three or four days away from being able to ask about your opponents. Like, so, coach, yeah. I assume you started to take a look at Louisville. You started to take a look at Louisiana Tech. What are you seeing on film there? Yeah. And you're just going to get a
3: standard, you know, answer from that. But at least you can. Have, it's a new question. I think this is the sixth time that Lane Kiffin has met with the media since camp began, and he's got to do it again on Saturday. They haven't announced <laughs> the the media schedule. I mean. At least on Saturday it'll probably be following some sort of a scrimmage setting. And then school starts on Monday. And then the following week's game week. So yeah, hang at least in there there's that but for just a little while longer.
4: You know when the S I D walks up to the Lane after whatever they do scrimmage practice, whatever on Saturday. All right, coach, you gotta spend some time with the media over there. He's probably going to respond with a word I can't repeat on the radio.
3: <laughs> like, oh, sir. I mean, I wonder if Kyle K- Campbell or Brad Sheffield or whoever was handling the media stuff today when he walked up goes, yeah, that's not even close to what Henry Parrish said, just for the record. Yeah. surely Not even close. Before he went
5: looking for Henry Parrish. It's yeah. Like, hey, nice. you think I'm weird? think I'm weird? You know what else is weird? Running stands. Gassers, line up. Gassers are weird. Let's go.
3: Yeah. What do you think about the matchup between Ole Miss and Louisville? Ole Miss is uh, up to a 10-point favorite, I think. The numbers continue to move. I feel like everybody thinks that Ole Miss is winning that football game. All three of us have talked about that. Other media members have talked about that. Everybody thinks Ole Miss is winning that football game. Are we messing up not looking closely enough at Louisville? Hey, I mean, there's a chance that,
4: obviously, because everybody did a year ago. Hell, Madison Central High School could have scored points on that Ole Miss defense a year ago. But uh, there, there's a chance that Louisville is able to score. Their problem last year wasn't exactly ineptitude on offense. It was turnovers. They turned the football over a lot. And it was consistency. It wasn't one or two games. It was weekly. Couldn't hold on to the football. But Malik Cunningham is hes multi-talented. Like, like, he can throw the football a little bit. He's not the best passer they'll see all year. But he can do it. And he can run. Really run. And, and Ole Miss's issue, uh, at least a year ago, was getting pressure and speed at the linebacker position. Right? Those are two big problems. Well... If you have a running a quarterback that can run and do it really well, you're not getting pressure. And if you do, you don't have great speed at linebacker, guy might have a field day. So, you know, it, it's a bigger challenge than some people around here are giving it credit for because, again, their
5: problem last year was not effectiveness. It was turning the ball over. For, for me, it's about how Ole Miss wins. Ole Miss is going to win the game, in my opinion. But if they win fifty-two forty-five or something, it's the same old, same old, right? It's the, ah, they're not any better defensively. But if they can go out there and win the game and be in control, then you're looking at Ole Miss. You're like, okay, they can make some noise this year. So that, that's what it's more about for me. I, I think Ole Miss is going to win. How do they win? Do they control the game, or do they have to, you know, go back and forth and, and win by having the ball last?
3: Forgive me if we talked about this on the radio. I think this was a conversation that I had with someone else. What would be more impressive? Ole Miss going out and winning 52 52-31, 52-35, Or Ole Miss going out and winning thirty-eight seventeen. 38 17 42 yes. 20.
5: Yes. 38, 38 points is a good number of points on a power five school <laughs> excuse me I mean that's that, that's a per but that shows me okay they're much better defensively honestly you know what would be Lube's more' impressive? got a good quarterback by the way they did they, they got their good offense you know, what would be more impressive is to win a game where somehow the offense is struggling a little bit could you win could you win 21 to 7 could you win 21 to 10. someone like your offense just so is not it would be. No, but from an Ole Miss perspective, I would be thrilled. be like, okay, the offense didn't show up today, and we still won. That's that's a big step forward.
3: Hmm. I mean, I, I lean in the direction of, you know, a, a, a 38-17 win, a 42-24 win maybe is more impressive. You guys may think I'm crazy. If Ole Miss only scores 38 points, they will have not executed at a super high level in the season opener. No. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 70% chance of rain, partly sunny conditions, high near 92. Tonight, a 20% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 75. Your finally Friday, a 40% chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 91. And for your Saturday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 94. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at
21: NoDripMS.com.
15: That's right, school is back in session. That means it's time for our back-to-school super sale at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right, school is back and so is carpool and traffic. We're here to put you into a new ride so you can get to school in style while saving your cash. Pay just $3.29 per month on the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross or pay only $1.99 per month on new 2021 Mitsubishi Mirage G4s. Plus, get a free 40-inch TV without repurchase. We want your old vehicle. Bring it in and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new vehicle from us. Ridgeland Mitsubishi is the King of Credits. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Our team of experts is ready to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. School is back in session, so come get your deal now at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Dine Road, call 896-9600 today, or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Eclipse, stock number 1772, Mitsubishi 4 stock number 1795, 1999, down 3.9% for 84. Once you with details would approve credit.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Over 20,000 students were in quarantine at the end of last week as COVID 19 continues to spread in Mississippi classrooms. Wednesday, Department of Health officials shared that a total of 29 schools across the state have temporarily shifted to virtual learning due to the spread of the virus. Since the start of the school year, nearly 6,000 students and 1,500 teachers have tested positive. Statewide, this morning's report from the Department of health includes just over 4,800 new cases of COVID-19 and 21 additional deaths. For the latest on the pandemic in Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. And the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation is handling the case of a church shooting last week in Scott County. Reports state that a man was firing shots at workers at Mount Zion Church. The shooter, identified as Robert Bailey, was shot and killed. Deputies say he was heavily armed with multiple guns.
10: System is go. Go.
1: This this is Sports Talk Mississippi. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly.
3: Michael Borky spinning records, turntable style. What's going on here? I'm
5: about to say, I really like the first song. It reminds well, me of Mississippi State's
2: right national How championship. Would you
3: imagine the call? What's going on? It's not me. It's Richard. I, my, the computer was still up. I thought that was like a killer mix that DJ Borky was on. No. And then I heard Mike Greenberg's voice. I was like, oh, my bad. That's me. Oops. Oops. Um, We mentioned earlier today the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Titans getting into some scuffles. From South Florida to Thousand Oaks, California, we go. A brawl that included punches and thrown helmets and had four uh, starts and stops prompted John Gruden, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, to send his players to the buses and end day two of a chippy joint practice session with the Los Angeles Rams earlier today. Several skirmishes marred yesterday's practice as well. Gruden said, quote, that's enough of that crap. It's not good for football. It's not good for anything. So that's the end of that practice session. Asked what his message was to his team after calling off the practices, Gruden said, there's no message. They know. They know better. Everybody knows better. And, again, it wasn't everybody fighting. It'll be on TV. You'll see a bunch of guys screaming and yelling, but it was two guys in the special teams period. And then it was a lot of trash talking that escalated, just sickening, really. It's just stupidity. I'm done with that. It's just child's play to me. Sean McVay didn't like that the practice ended early. He said we only had a little bit left, so felt like the best decision just based on the temperature of the situation was bag the last eight plays in the team period that we had. I didn't see it. I just kind of heard that that happened. But other than me seeing it, I can't speak for anybody else, but I'm glad that nobody got injured. It's unfortunate that we didn't get to finish it up, but I'll leave it at that. Not everybody feels the same way. Derek Carr, quarterback for the Raiders. Well, There's a reason a lot of the fights came on special teams. They're fighting for a job. I love the fighting. I think it's good for your team to fight a little bit. Everybody's tired at this point of camp. doesn't bother me as long as no one gets hurt. When that stuff carries on to the next play and the next play and you're getting cheap shots, that's when it's pointless. But I think there's a good respect for both sides. Max Crosby, defensive end from the Raiders in the middle of the last fight. Uh, yesterday he was asked, he said, it's all fun. This is when you can get your punches out. The preseason, get away with a little bit extra. Tempers get flaring. It is what it is. First day going against somebody else, things like that happen. You're not going to get kicked out of a game. You can throw a couple of punches here and there, so it is what it is. So, it feels like with every one of these stories, you have one coach or one player that gets really, really mad about it. And then you got other coaches that are like, nah, whatever. And you got some players that are like, heck yeah, man, love to see the fight. Literally and figuratively. And then some they are like, this is just dumb. What are we doing? And then the great quote from the Tennessee offensive lineman earlier today, where he's like, he like, ooh, maybe I need to get in that. And I was like, nah, it's 50 yards away. <laughs>
5: just let them do it
3: there. By the okay. way, that zero tolerance pol-
4: policy officially will not be punishing Antonio Brown for punching a man in his face. So, there you go. Uh, much like his real life, apparently. But we're getting to that point where these guys are kind of sick of practicing. It, yeah. th- it happens like this every year at this point of training camp. I mean, we had and three separate brawls to today. Practices, yeah. It's hot. They're miserable. They don't have a game for three weeks yet. Temper's flare a little bit, and it's not your teammate that you're shoving and punching in the helmet. So they're not going to kick you off the team. Yeah, I'm just glad that the Saints aren't doing this. And they talked they about little doing little one, didn't room they? On the injury front, do they? Uh,
5: not really. Didn't they, didn't they want to do one with the Chiefs or something? Yeah, and they, something happened. I think it was COVID-related. I could be wrong.
4: Just Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, or C.D. Deuce, as he wants to be called now. I I mean, I'm just glad that he is not able to start training camp fights because you know he would.
3: Speaking of weird names, did you see Kool-Aid got a Kool-Aid endorsement? Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. Wait, wait, ask me again. Did you see that uh, Kool-Aid got a... uh Kool-Aid endorsement. Oh, yeah! I thought you were going to give me wacky wild Kool-Aid style in that voice. No. Nah, no. Nah. <laughs> and on just, the vaccine front. Just synergy. A what? We were having so much fun. What happened? Well, this is this is a unique twist to a story that didn't look like it was going to have this twist. Okay. So, you know, Nick Rolovich is the head coach at Wazoo. Yeah. Got the job after Mike Leach moved on to Starkville. That's correct. And has very publicly said he was not getting the COVID-19 shot. Remember he missed Pac-12 media days? Mm-hmm. His statement was, as the Pac-12 conference has required that all in-person participants at next week's Pac-12 football media days be fully vaccinated, I will participate remotely. I've elected not to receive a COVID-19 vaccine for reasons which will remain private. Well, in to Watts, now. Governor Jay Inslee, who issued a statewide mandate that all state employees working in an educational role from K-12 through 12 to higher education must be vaccinated by October 18th or risk losing their jobs. He says, just like the state worker mandate, there are limited exceptions under law which employees may apply for, including legitimate medical reasons and sincerely held religious beliefs. Individuals who refuse to get vaccinated will be subject to dismissal. But that wasn't enough for reporters. They wanted to know, yeah, but what about Rolovich? He clarified that this mandate includes Nick Rolovich at Washington State. And so, fast forward, Washington State's Athletics Department followed the governor's announcement with a statement of its own. We applaud the efforts of Governor Inslee to protect the health and safety of the people of Washington, Washington State Athletics, including staff coaches and student athletes. who will continue to follow all campus, local, state, PAC-12, and NCAA guidelines related to health and safety surrounding COVID-19. And so Nick Rolovich was asked, um, so the governor and your boss have said you got to get a vaccine. you got to get a vaccine? And he said, I plan on following the mandate
5: for sure. Which isn't saying I'm going to get a vaccine.
3: Asked if he will wait until the vaccines are FDA approved, he said, I'm just going to follow his mandate. He's going Asked to, try to later get if other unvaccinated members of his coaching staff plan to get a COVID nineteen vaccine. I believe they all plan on following the mandate. It's what the deal is. They're gonna to try to they're
5: gonna to try to get the uh, the exemptions. Good luck. I don't know if they, if that's gonna work, but Do
3: you think so? You don't think they're actually gonna get shots? I think he's getting a shot. I think he's going to try to find a way around it. The medical conditions or sincerely held religious beliefs? That's a good question. You know, because when he says it's for personal reasons, I just think that it's political.
5: So my guess is he'll go religious, but that might be difficult to prove. Depends on how hard they want to go down that road.
3: Or maybe he just gets stuck. I mean, it could be. By the way, John Wilder at the San Jose Mercury News reports that Washington State's 80% vaccination rate among players is the lowest in the Pac-12. That's crazy. That's the lowest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anybody whispering? I know Mississippi State's not telling you anything publicly. Anybody whispering on progress at Mississippi State with regard to Every, shots? What I, what I was told in a
5: uh, very much, you know, he said, "She said." Kind of situation was that they are actually very close to the eighty-five percent mark. So good news on that front. Yes, that MSU had uh, the. Uh, I was I was told again that you know the the woman who from LSU who made the video that sort of made the round? Yeah, recently? Katie O'Neill or Doctor Catherine O'Neill. I believe they had her speak to the team.
10: Hmm.
4: Man, it, I've She's watched sharp. a handful of her videos now. No, if, about. if we, st- I say we wasn't my call. If they started with her and let her deliver the messaging from day one, things would be different right now. In- instead of burning Bush, Fauci, it- any of them, anybody, the the pragmatism and, and I don't know. I mean, I, I saw a Q and A with her where like it just would have been approached differently and much more reasonable, and people would have listened if it were coming from her the entire time.
3: October 15th, Stone Temple Pilots and Bush coming to the Brandon Amphitheater. Tickets for the show go on sale this Friday at Ticketmaster.com and at the Brandon Amphitheater box office. Right now is your chance to win. Text the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Be the 27th texter with the key phrase, Machine Head, for your chance to win a pair of tickets. Stone Temple Pilots, Bush, Brandon Amphitheater, October 15th. Start texting now. Machine Head, number 27.
6: from the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call 601-605-4443. Typical delays eastbound and westbound at the stack and also seeing delays northbound on Lakeland at Flowood. 55 northbound slowing down right around Old Canton Road up to East County Line and seeing delays on 55 northbound due to some bad weather from just before 463 up to Gluckstadt. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you.
19: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman-Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman-Taylor today for all your transmission needs. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family.
23: It was just a good experience in, in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they all <laughs> I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried.
19: <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876.
3: Mississippians are dying each day as a result of COVID-19. And if you're not vaccinated, you're at risk. I'm Richard Cross. I'm vaccinated because I want to protect my family. I want our Mississippi businesses to thrive. I want sports with full stadiums, and it's the right thing to do. If you want to save lives and also get back to normal, please get vaccinated. We know the vaccine is safe and it works, but only if we get it. You can find a COVID vaccine near you by going to vaccines.gov or by calling 800-232-0233. This message brought to you by Supertalk Mississippi. Mississippi Media.
1: Your midday meeting place, the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi.
19: Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Yes.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: Notice that despite Greg Sankey's willingness to use the F-word... We have a winner, by the way. You don't have to text anymore. Okay, we have a winner for the tickets to the Stone Temple Pilots and Bush concert. Yeah, my computer keeps freezing. We also have a texter that tells me to stop pushing that Hitler agenda. Okay. Nice. Thanks. Um, That is precisely what you are doing. How dare you? Have you guys noticed that despite Greg Sankey's lack of interest in using the F-word at SEC Media Days, other conference commissioners have started using it? No, not that F-word. Forfeit. Oh, yeah. Lack of active players will lead to forfeit in Big 12. ACC teams unable to play games must forfeit. Even the Pac-12 said if you can't play, you're going to have to forfeit. And despite Greg Sankey's unwillingness to use the F word, athletics directors and football coaches have been told in no uncertain terms, if you can't play because of COVID, then you're going to have to forfeit. Pressure is being applied everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. Ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. What are you laughing at? I- I'm such a child. The guy said start calling
4: him Stanky.
14: <laughs> we like Greg Stanky. I don't know why that makes me laugh.
2: <laughs> like of all the things that he could have texted into the show, that's it.
5: Like I mean, it, would have been, it would have been only been funnier if start calling him Stanky Adolf. <laughs> when I put
4: so when we got one of our dogs, June, God bless her, she's a British Lab and a pretty small one. She's not even fifty pounds full grown. Uh, she's she's missing a front leg. She had to get it surgically removed because she was born with it literally backwards. And nobody would take her, actually. So we did, and the vet cut that thing right off. And I put the picture on Twitter. I was like, hey, you know, you welcome in this new dog in our house. And it was her laying down, and you could see the scar. It was fresh surgery and all that. Really cute. First reply, you should call her tripod. <laughs> I still laugh thinking about that sometimes. Not hey, congrats, man. Oh wow, pretty dog it was you should call her tripod.
17: (laughs) (laughs) Some people
3: roll. (laughs) Tripod. Week from Saturday we got college football. Tonight, we've got NFL preseason football, Patriots and Eagles coming your way. NFL Network at the bottom of the hour, bottom of the 6 o'clock hour, so that's about 35 minutes or so from right now. Patriots and Eagles from the link in Philadelphia. I I mean, it's kind of of an interesting game because you got the whole Cam Newton-Mac Jones thing going on in New England. And you got the Jalen Hurts thing going on in Philadelphia. Maybe worth watching. I don't know if it's worth gambling on. Philadelphia, by the way, is a one point favorite. Totals 38.5. Just for the record. If you are uh, so inclined. Sports Talk Mississippi comes to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios, Pearl River Resort. home with the sports book at Timeout Lounge. Looking forward to being there before too terribly much longer to get the college football season rolling. For more you can always check them out online at pearlriverresort.com. How about this? ever thought that you would see two Alabama quarterbacks potentially starting in the NFL not just at the same time but in the same game thanks Lane. <laughs> it is a bit of an evolution they've had or there has been a bit of an evolution at the quarterback position in Tuscaloosa
10: yeah.
3: come a long way since John Parker Wilson I mean, is there a chance that Mac Jones
5: wins that job in New England? I don't know. Could they have three? It sounds
4: like he's going to be starting before year's end. Uh, Almost similar to what happened with uh, Fitzmagic in Miami, where they drafted him to play, and they don't care how good Cam Newton's playing, that they drafted Mac Jones to play, and so by God, he's going to play.
3: It seems like it's possible, doesn't it? Very possible. We will see how that shakes out. Tomorrow we will put a bow on the week and carry you into the weekend. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Have a great Thursday night.